Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome along to episode two of Overlooked and Undercooked, the only podcast dedicated to deep diving into the critically revered Real Rob, a semi-autobiographical show written, produced, directed by, starring and funded entirely by the great Rob Schneider. I'm going. You're Montgomery. using the word revered wrong. No, no, no. It's, it's not re- what it means. No, no, I got it. Uh, joined as always by Tim Beck. Hello. And a uh, very special guest in the form of uh, brilliant Australian comics, Stu Dalman. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello, Stu. Hey. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm pretty good, actually. That's good. So, good time. Uh, you look good. Thanks. You sound good. You too, yeah. as well. We've just Thank watched uh, episode two of season two, Priorities, in which Rob and Patricia explore some rather dubious preschool options for Miranda. Jamie goes on a blind date after an unfortunate encounter with a spider. <laughs> Stu, have you watched any of Real Rob before? Um, no. Why? Um, I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I don't know. I kind of uh, I'm trying to real. I'm trying to live real stew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean? I don't know. I don't really get to. I'm not aware of these things that come up. I'm not really into yeah, well, the Schneider world. This so. is this is sort of at the forefront of the forefront of the uh, you know the the cultural conversation. Real Rob. Every season's release is a you know. There's a lot of fanfare. Uh, I don't know how this one slipped under your radar, but what do you make of it? Um, I got to say to you guys halfway through the podcast, you can look at this two ways, okay? I don't, I don't appreciate the comedy personally, right? I think it's a little bit out of touch. It's a bit outdated. Sure. I don't think it's funny at all. Yeah. Um, you could say. I could say that. Uh, and I am. And uh, I mean, yeah, sure, you can, you can bag it out. But also you've got to look at it in such a way where I look at it through an envious ga- like, you know, gaze. Because when you get to a certain level of wealth it must be nice for nothing to matter anymore you know what i mean like no one's telling him it's bad no one yeah so do you, you know think, what i mean do you, does that mean he think do you think he thinks no, it's good he, he i think he's happy and that's good for him that is so <laughs> that is so sweet yeah is it, I, at no point has it occurred to me to question whether or not Rob Schneider is happy well he, he's got an amazing his wife's very like she's beautiful they live in an amazing home they make a TV show together with his friend it's pretty like that's a happy life yeah man you're not wrong when you lay it out like that yeah 
But Stu, you're a man who's um, academically pursuing the craft of screenwriting itself. Yes, yeah. You may, and, and and you know, um, having recently watched your new Festival Hour, which I absolutely loved, you, you're a man who uh, values art. There's worth in things <laughs> being good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this this. There's importance to things yeah. being good. It's there's people being happy. You know, I could take or leave. Yeah, I think the value of things we put out in the world is very important. Yeah, but like it must be nice when that doesn't even matter anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Sort of like but, but a, if, um, they, if they were truly happy, they a wouldn't... lobotomy. It's like he's yeah. he's he's gotten to a point in his career where his wealth has lobotomized himself. But yeah, if if Absolutely. if they were truly happy, then. I don't think they would need to to make this. Yeah. If nothing's of consequence. Yeah, but then that, that's ego, though. Because mm. then ego is like, oh, what are you working on? Like, he's sitting on the couch and he's laying by the pool reading a script. What are you What are you reading, Schneider? <laughs> you said, <laughs> I mean, what are you reading? Even before then, within <laughs> less than two minutes of the show, you said, well, none of this stuff fucking matters. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing of consequence that happens. Although, to be fair, in this episode, it is the closest we see to any sort of, sort of consequence for Rob's insistence on being the worst possible person at all times. His uh, much put upon, long suffering assistant Jamie. Mm. Uh, Rob early in the episode, so uh, Rob continues to fail in his uh, duties as a husband. He's given yeah. a very clear outline for the day. We've got three appointments at preschools for our daughter. There's an exterminator coming at one p.m. Someone's coming to fix the pool cover. Yeah. Well, all, j- we should get Stu to lay it out as well. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Well, I, all, I, I'm sort of just trying to build. Well, all I want to articulate here is that uh, Rob sort of cancels some of that and he does the pool cover himself, but he pulls it over himself and almost drowns. Yep. And his reaction to that is he tries to kill. His assistant. Yeah. yeah, but where did he get the knife in the pocket? Why has he got a knife? It was, it was, in his a, it was a pen, wasn't it? Or was it, it was a, a knife? I, it seemed like it was like a letter opener. He held it up in a way that, like, haha, this plot device finally came back. But it was yeah. like I didn't see it was the maybe, setup. For when this. he was reading the script, he might have had a pen. He was circling the good lines, <laughs> yeah, making little it. notes. Yeah. Uh, but so he tries to kill Jamie, and for the first time, Jamie, we see like almost reflection or contemplation in the world of real Rob. We see characters who, like, there are consequences for actions mm. and they think about more than whatever is happening in the immediate, like, you know, in the immediate. And that's unique to any other episode I've seen of this show. It was very satisfying, like that, They came it? up right, they were right on the precipice of actually making an episode of TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, like... He almost like he almost gets like he loses his job twice. Like he almost kills Rob Schneider. Yeah, and then he almost gets killed by Rob Schneider. Well, hold on, he doesn't kill like he almost fucking kill- Rob kills himself almost. Yeah, 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 you know, I don't. I think it's unfair to put that on Jamie. No, okay. Now well, you're buying into Schneider's bullshit. All right. Well, then, okay. So he almost loses his job twice. Yeah. Or three times because that's just before he steps on the spider. So, you know, rule of three, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that they're, they're not abiding any sort of principles no, there's of not. comedy there's writing here. <laughs> Everything is by coincidence. Yeah, like, yeah. And they've got no, they obviously have no idea. Like it's, you know, it's that thing where it's, it's just, qu- there's no quality control. Like all, most of comedy is editing and yep. the, this is literally, they're just spinning a wheel and whatever premise presents itself, they're like, yeah, we'll do that. And like, they, sometimes they get close to their credit. This wasn't a bad episode. And the art- This wasn't a bad episode? Dude, this, I, I mean, it's been a while since I saw the first season, but I think this would rate in the top three of everything we've seen so far easily. Wow. I was the most- like, It streaks ahead of the in pilot. Terms of, oh, sorry, not the pilot, the first episode of the second In season. terms of storytelling, really? there's something, yeah, like there's something to sink your teeth into. Like, 
I, I, I was almost the idea of Jamie leaving was was exciting. It's like, and this is why I think it gets so crossed with the other episodes. It's because none, like you said, none of this stuff fucking matters. Like, mm. there's no consequence to anyone's actions. Like, everyone just repeats. They they re- return to the you know to the the norm or whatever in the at the end of the episode, and we start the third episode or whatever. And like, there's no net change from all the awful decisions. <laughs> well, that's that have been exactly because like Rob like eats the check. Yeah. He eats the check for the for the for the sp- spider guy. Yeah, the and then he gets he orders a a sauna, yeah. a UV sauna or something like that, and then it doesn't. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't well, matter. And oh, Rob, yeah, I did it. Tim, the you, wife comes and says, yeah. "You shouldn't have done that." And he yeah. says, "Yeah." You articulated it when you were watching one of the runs that Rob was going on, where you were just saying, "Is this comedy?" Is this co- like you know? That's what this show is. Mm. Mm. It's just three people getting in a room together. Is this comedy? And writing the word "is this comedy" on a script, yeah, over and over. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird how like especially he just gets away with it. You know what I mean? Like that's what I mean. Like if they're in, if you're in a proper relationship, a you like you said at the beginning, you're like that relationship is a mess because <laughs> she gives the check to the assistant yeah. rather than Rob, and then she leaves the room. Rob eats the check. Like that's just insane. <laughs> it's, yeah, then, it's, it's it's shooting through the middle of anything because it's not funny as a gag within yeah, the show, yeah. and it's not. It's just a sad it, example of a, a marriage that should have broken up already, and yeah. it's it's kind of. But it's also not skillful enough to be like a drama where you feel tragedy for it. It's just like, oh man, that should, that doesn't make sense. Well, if you can't if you can't level. trust your yeah, if you can't trust your husband to give a check to an exterminator <laughs> to get rid of spiders while your wife and child are living the house, yeah. Yeah, shit's not going well. Just end it. There's the thing. We've got options. Yeah. It's 2019. Oh, this was made 2017. Um, you Great. Just, yeah. you they just, still had divorced then. Yeah, they had divorced then. They had, really? They, had they are divorced? No, no, no. No, they, they had access the to the concept of divorce. <laughs> divorce was on the table is what I'm saying. Fuck. Um, Stu, let me phrase the question this way. Okay. What was this episode about? Um, yeah, I think it was like giving Jamie a bit of backstory. Um, Which was what? Tell everyone. Well, he, he's a he is he doesn't know his parents. Um, he lives alone. He's very lonely. Um, he cops a lot from Rob, and literally Rob goes, "You need to lie to my wife in order to keep your job, and then stand on this poisonous spider, please." This, 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 Rob hangs. Rob hangs firing over Jamie in every single episode, and like every time he's never going to fire him. Jamie's never going to quit. Like we are, we are trapped. In Groundhog Day, where like the events are different, it's but... Wiley e. Coyote, isn't it? Yeah, with the Roadrunner. Yeah, truly every episode, and in more ways than one, because there's a lot of cartoonish. Yeah, but, of but like, to, but Roadrunner is funny though. Yeah, because it understands what comedy is. Do, yeah. do you know the other reason I think this episode felt promising or different? And I do think they dropped the ball, but ultimately, to begin with, it was quite exciting. Was because Patricia was angry at Rob in a way we haven't seen. Where it was like she was swearing it, so it, much. It felt like. They dialed into the fact that Rob's character is utterly unlikable, yeah. and then just as they sort of like got it between their, you know, between their teeth, they're like they let go completely. But it was also good because they started playing with some new stuff. Like there was a cold open to this episode, yes. um, which was incredibly brief, just a few seconds long, to the point where I got you to rewind it, guy, because it was yes, like we thought to skip the beginning. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, did we we miss something? Yeah, we got to see the whole thing, and it was just. Um, some sound effects of underwater, that kind of underwater yes, sloshing. Bit of, bit of poking with, on the cover, pool the, cover. Yeah, which you, you didn't fully know it was a pool cover. I guess. Well, you, you guys said it thought it, it was Jamie. Oh, is Jamie going to drown? Jamie's yeah. drowned. Dra- Jamie's well, under you, the pool you, cover. If, if but it, someone is going to be under serious physical hardship, it's a pretty safe bet it's going to be. It was, it was just a cool, like, um, quite beautiful shot. And actually, you know, 
it doesn't look bad. This uh, not all of it. This show. There's some dungers in there, but there's some good people there. A few seconds we get a blue aquamarine pool cover just occupying the entirety of the shot, and it's kind of cool. And it's got this cool like sloshing sound. You're yeah, like, that oh, is a nice shot. I'm on the hook. Yeah, what's happening? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Jamie's under there. Cool. How do you get there? But, and yeah, they play and with cro- they play with chronological storytelling because they've never done that before. They it's revisit like, that moment halfway through the episode. It's like he saw. Um, uh, fuck. What's that movie called again? I was going to call it Incognito. That's not right. Memento. <laughs> Memento. <laughs> Incognito. Well, can we can we the talk about the version of Memento? <laughs> but there were there are, there are several comedic devices set up. Like got interviewing for a preschool. It's like there's game there's comedy games to play inside of some yeah, of absolutely. these some of these scenes, and they don't always get it right. But they fill it out with like they get good guest stars in Absolute. this episode. So so they had uh, Angela Kin- uh, Angela Kinsey. Who was she? Was the one who was at like the Scientology style preschool? Who's best known for playing? Um, she's in the Office, yeah, as I, Angela in that as well. Yeah, Angela, that's her name. She's uh, awesome, and she's like a fantastic comedy actor, and she does her best with what little scraps she's fed. Yeah, she's literally dropped scraps of cash yeah, yeah. as they leave the room. Yeah, they, they, it, that's what sucks. This actually happened quite a lot in this episode where they start off a scene and it's like, fuck, this has actually got a bit of promise. Like mm. there could be something here, and they. They fuck it up so dramatically by the end, and then you're back into electro swing and an interstitial driving sequence, and you're just like, "Oh fuck!" You were so god damn it, you fuckers have got to trip over a good scene one of these days. Oh, you keep throwing stuff at the wall; something's got to stick. Yeah, it's god incredible. Damn, a lot of walls as well. A lot, a lot of, of walls, walls in this show. They're throwing a lot of shit. A lot of walls. <laughs> <laughs> Much spaghetti. Um, what I like to think about though, and I especially was thinking about this during that pool scene, is that. You know, when you're working on a show in the crew, okay, because, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to do some, like, you know, film stuff and TV stuff. When you get laugh from crew, that's a really exciting thing. Yeah. Like, you know, you get laugh when you do gigs and stuff, but crew laughs are the best laughs, yeah. right? And I don't think there's any crew laughs on this shoot. <laughs> I reckon there is, because... You reckon? Well, this is all Rob Schneider's in-house production oh, thing, man. but I, I don't think, you know, I don't think they're genuine no, laughs, but I think everyone's... Yeah, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, great, Rob. Spider, yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. It, it is literally impossible to imagine any that anyone laughing any of these takes. And the yeah. most demoralizing ones to think about are the ones which are obviously meant to be big comedy beats. Like when he puts the check in his mouth, and you're like... I get it. Yeah. I get, what a crazy guy. But it's like, it's just done in such a... <sighs> but that's complete, like, narcissistic behavior because if you're not looking around for someone, like a face, because if there would be a face, one or two, when you're eating a check and, like, going... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> like it would just make you feel the, like the saddest shit. thing is to think like it's impossible for any TV show or movie to get everything on the first take. So Rob Schneider ten takes into a gag that wasn't working half an hour ago. Yeah, pretending to eat a check. And it's just like, who are we doing this for? I got paper cuts on the roof of my mouth. <laughs> Credit to Rob Schneider. He's uh, not using a stunt double for the check eating. He did, he he puts himself in some wacky situations, and he uses his physicality. Yeah, wacky, yeah, wacky of course. For, for what multiple was, attempts. What of was your favourite comedic beat, Stu? Oh man, you really put me on the spot here. I think you. you um, oh, you got there was a genuine laugh from the two of you at one moment in the film. Yeah, I can I'm remember. To remember. Well, I was like, kind I of. I knew that was coming, and that's why I laughed. In Jamie's backstory. Yeah, was that when? What was? They were in the movie. He was in a movie theater. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was expecting like the the. There's another couple behind them to do that as well, but that. You got, well, well you got to set up what it is, Stu. Yeah, people no. don't watch. Oh, the okay, show. sorry. So it's like it's it's real gratuitous bullshit, but like. 
the like he, Jamie's alone. It's this whole kind of montage about him being alone in the, and then he's got a birthday cake with one candle and blows it out and says happy birthday. Lovely tracking shot of the room with the chessboard. That guy, you definitely. I mean, you know, if he's so alone, why is he playing chess? Well, if, he's so, if he's so thick, you know, why would he have a chess? Yeah, exactly right. Um, and then the then it goes next is to the movies where everyone all of a sudden starts giving each other head. So that's that was, I don't know. I just saw the that first time they way. used that gag. It was they elicited a genuine laugh. I think from both of us, certainly from me, because it's, you got Jamie in the cinema. And um, it's not it's sparsely populated, but there's a lot of couples in there. And he sort of looks around him, and there's two couples that we really meet. There's a younger couple behind him. And he looks over, and they're kind of like canoodling. Mm, cool. And he goes, yep. oh, "Isn't that sweet?" This is what you read from him. He looks over his other shoulder, an older, sort of almost elderly mm. aged couple mm. who both of their enjoy very sweet, very cute. He's he he enjoys that as well. He likes seeing that. He sort of looks back over the other shoulder, and the the girl of the younger couple goes goes yep. down to give the fella a blowjob. That's uh, funny, very cute. It's funny. Oh, I thought that so was cute. funny, but then and like if they ended that sequence there, I'd be like, "You fucking la- nice one, you landed one." But no, it keeps going. We go back to the elderly couple, and the woman there gives, proceeds yeah, to give it, the elderly gentleman a blowjob. It's a very disappointed groan from the boys. It because because. <laughs> It's 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 what your parents say, you know. I'm not angry. I'm disappointed, and that's the worst of all the emotions to have an expectation where you are setting yourself up to be impressed. So here's the expectation roller coaster. You so, okay, well, Rob okay. Schneider sucks at making this show and is bad at writing things. We're in a sequence where it's like, mm. oh, this is. This sucks. Oh, he's on us up there. No fucking. Well, that's bleh. it. That's it. There's, no, there's an opportunity. To, I think there for like you know like a series of gags because if Jamie is cons- consistently followed by people who are giving each other head jobs, that's funny. <laughs> oh, like all over. <laughs> yeah, like all over LA. That like, would be fucking like, funny. It's just that, in the park. If that comes like... out of the movie cinema, yeah, yeah it's yeah, in yeah. an art gallery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, it's, yeah, it's just it's a dice roll every single time. But that so that is within a flashback where he's talking to Patricia. <laughs> this mm. is genuine. Well, Patty. tragic Patty, Patty. yeah Patty as she's affectionately called uh, halfway like he's halfway through a flashback and the other thing is that in that flashback like his like his we get a lot of backstory on it and it's unsurprisingly really sad I think that's partly to flesh out the character and partly because to the people writing the show that's the funniest thing that they can do yeah, just, just sorry to it's put cruel. a cruel I find a, it cruel to put a wrapper on this it's because it's a flashback of his life because he's dying he's this almost, is when Rob Schneider's yeah. killing him and he says my life flashed before my eyes and it wasn't good yeah but th- so while that's happening Patty is like telling him about how hard she finds her life and it's like never before apart from arguing with Rob we've never seen her confide in anyone else that she hates her life and that yeah know, she said she gave up got, her happiness a long time ago yeah and it's like this is this is crazy like because we have been living in this consequenceless world and it's like this episode they have introduced the ideas that like Rob's actions have con- like but no one will speak up to him about it yeah. or if they do he's so oblivious like such a willfully ignorant prick that it doesn't matter to him mm. And it's really, it's harrowing to watch this show suddenly in a world where people do have genuine emotional reactions to the behaviours that previously I was like, well, this doesn't matter because nothing matters. It's like, oh no, <laughs> these, Some characters, stuff does. these characters are trapped in a prison. It would be like... A Schneider prison. Yeah. It would be, it, it, it'd be like um, creating a robot that you may do all your fucked up tasks, like 
cleaning bad toilets and stuff and then figuring out that it had become sentient and conscious at some point. You're like, oh my God, I thought you were just a machine. It's like, no, man, I feel things. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. It's horrible. So bad. Hey, I'll tell you this. A um, few interesting little things in this episode. The first of which is that Patricia's... Because I am finding it quite hard to track what her name is. And and we finally saw, because they butted the scenes back to back, Jamie calls her at the start of this episode Patty, which we've never heard before. And then later on, Patricia. But whenever Rob speaks about her, he pronounces it Patricia. Yeah. So what the fuck? Like, they're all on set together. She's there. Can we at least have one... You know, Patty is like, fine. That's a nickname. I get that. That's a contraction of her name. But either Patricia or Patricia, one of those is wrong. One of those is incorrect. I reckon Rob's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that would be very, um, in, you know, of a type, of yeah. his type. Yeah. Of it, a piece. But you're in a, it's in a show where there's only three recurring characters. It's a testament to how sloppy this operation is that they can muddle your, you know, like there can only be one person they're talking about, but you still have to take half a second to be like, oh, they're talking about. It's madness. Yeah, like that's there's a certain amount of ambiguity towards one of the main characters' names. It's crazy, and this is the second season you know, we're in now. You were so, and I, I just like to say because you know this is a group effort. This is Rob, Patricia, and Jamie. The three lead actors are also the three writers, mm. and you were like. You, as you discovered, just the sheer amount of involvement Rob Schneider has in this entire creative process. Mm. Can you describe what you were thinking when you found that out? I was. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Baffled. By what? By how self-involved you can get on, to, on a project. You know what I mean? You've got to look for an outside eye. You've got to have Sandler coming in. Sandler. Well, we got a cameo from his wife, Jackie. That's Sandler. right. Yep, she was doing the slave and trading of that <laughs> nursery school. That was a good premise. That was. They didn't quite stick the landing. But they would go around a series of schools for their 
kid hammering on the roof pretty good and they're like hey this is a experiential learning environment where we get the kids to like pick fruit and learn about things and then it, it you know as it goes it's it opens up and it does take you down the path you're like this is cool mm. and then as it goes on it's like oh i get it they're just fucking fruit picking <laughs> Yeah, I can just imagine, like, that's a job that a lot of people, especially in the crew, and I tend to empathize with the crew on a shoot like this, is because, like, they're in the editing room, and Rob's going, that's fucking sick, and then they're like, yeah, sick, right, clock in, clock out, (laughs) (laughs) who gives a shit, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I I worry about the people, because with with this sort of a project as well, it's going to attract crew, um, maybe not attract crew. There's going to be situations where people are there and they're like, fuck, man, I I can't make rent. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. it's this or the fucking sidewalk. Yeah, city dreams, baby. Yeah. Hollywood, California. Mm. Not everyone gets to work on the things they want to work on. No. Some people do, but what they create is something that no one else wants to work (laughs) on. And that is real wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. you got all the time and resource in the world and this is what you make. Stu, do you reckon it would be um, like a worthwhile thing for other people to watch this? Um, I don't know. Say like, you know, no, the thing is like... You're doing some screenwriting, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is not, it interesting to see something this bad to be like, this is how to not do it? No, but then you can watch The Room and that's something that's fun to watch. But like, you know, like it's like... I watched... like There was a show called Gotham that was on Netflix for mm. a while. And that is... Not it's not the greatest show, but it's about Batman. It's about the, about the world of Batman, and after ten or so episodes, you're actually pretty into it, yeah. and you you like seeing the scarecrow. Oh, it's a scarecrow. It's like yeah, sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's it's you know like a lot of people like watching NCIS, mm. and there must be a reason for that that they can just go switch off. Yeah, and just watch something that's so inconsequential that it's actually comforting. That's what. Yeah. That's know what, know what I mean? old TV. But that's what like old TV. That to me mm. is what TV that belongs on like free to air broadcasting or like you turn on the TV and you disengage. But with Netflix, you're making a conscious choice. I, but, well, yeah, but, but boomers, boomers and stuff, and like in Generation X's, like these guys have probably watched everything because they don't do anything else. Netflix you know, so has got, got to, a, they've got to watch some of them. Exactly, and and Netflix has got to cater for that mood and crowd as well of this. But I think you're actually this is a really good point you're making because I think um, you know it's all very well and good for us to be uh, repetitively outraged at what we're seeing on screen because mm. you know we work in What's comedy. What's easy? We're stuff. young. We're passionate. We give a shit about things, but if yeah. you... We're uh, not that young. There's, well, there's, you know what I mean. Like, we a, care about what's on, what's out there. Yeah. There's a Venn diagram, um, and, and the intercept, I think, is the... Or the intersect, rather, is the um, the people who, who are the audience for the show. I, I, I don't say this with malice, and mm. I know it's going to sound like I'm just being an arsehole here, mm. but I think this is a show for fucking stupid people. Yeah. Like, for really dumb people. And some people out there are just, like, really dumb, and that's... Yeah, that's, that's fine. The, that's, that's the, the bag. That's the oh, that's bag. All good. Well, the comparison to makers because we've spoken about this before. Were you a Rob Schneider oh, fan? Hold on up? for a second. The okay. other circle is people who are like they're either hard up against it or they're working really hard. Like they've got mm. hard lives. Mm. So we've got dumb people who are just they they're just they're having hard lives. They're probably at work for fucking twelve hours a day, yeah. trying to make ends meet. And in the middle of that is is the real Rob audience. I think of just fucking real dummies who just need to switch off. Well, that's, I mean, like... I that's, think that's who this is You know, for. like, you know, with you, when you came and saw the show the other night, like, we don't have, like, those Friday, Saturday night crowds. There's a bit of my show where we do five minutes of stand-up, and that's when that crowd goes, oh, I know when to laugh now. Mm. You know what I mean? 
It's like it's that kind of vibe. It's kind of like it feels as though it's that kind of like normative kind of thing where like people like to understand where they laugh. They like to understand where the story's cr- from. You know what I mean? And let them feel that. Good on them. And if this makes them feel that, hell, Rob, you've done a real good job. Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I sort of, you know, I agree that different people find different things funny. But, like, is this, the question is, is this objectively less funny than, say, the movies of his that you might have enjoyed in your youth? So is this objectively worse than The Animal or The Hot Chick or Juice Bigelow? Or is this the same? A million and times worse. I remember a seeing the animal at the movies worse. and losing my shit. Yeah. When's the last time you watched it? Oh, man. 20 years ago, I reckon. So I haven't watched it. I don't know. All these movies date. You see the hot chick? I saw the hot chick. I can't remember that, really. Yeah, same. All. I saw it at the cinema. I can't, couldn't yeah. put a gun to my head. Couldn't tell you what happens yeah. in it. Deuce Bigelow apparently is pretty funny. I, I remember enjoying the first one. Yeah. Of course. But we were like, what are we then? 13, 14? 14, yep. 15. Yeah. I think 13 and 14 year olds today would enjoy Real Rob. No. No way. It's yeah, a Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. I hear you. It's objectively that's worse. An, that's an interesting. I think so. That's an interesting question, but I don't think so. There's <laughs> less that, at stake. Yeah. Schneider's got to make a first movie coming out of the bat. You know what I mean? Coming out of the bat, make a bad movie. It doesn't matter. He's made. He's got Deuce Bigelow, one, two. Mm. Deuce Bigelow in Europe. <laughs> I don't know. Deuce Bigelow, European. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it. Fuck me. You know, and also countless productions of like, you know, just getting on the back of like, what's he, is he in Happy, um, Happy Madison? Yeah, he was the You Can Do It wow. guy. Wow, he, he is and he isn't because Guy guy and I, as you may know, Stu, we've mm. watched Grown Ups 252 times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he is... Uh, After being in Grown Ups 1, he was not in, in Grown Ups 2. And wow. he's not even mentioned, although we did like a little digging later. This isn't mentioned in the film at all, but one of the characters is the cousin. So there's some sort of like story oh. time, but they must have edited out whatever di- dialogue. Um, Had a bit know, of a beef like, maybe. Well, yeah, absolutely. But then Madison, ha- Billy Madison's wife's in this show. Uh, Adam Sandler's. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Jackie Sandler's in here. She's she's at the um, slavery school. Yeah. She does a good job. She does an admirable job with the material she's given. I think. But she like you know she shows up in all of these you know heavy medicine all this this yeah in slightly extended circles films. So I I always think she's fine, but I'm always like you don't need to suffer through this indignity. Yeah. Jackie, Jackie, this isn't your passion. Come on, Jackie. Jack quite, Sandler. Everyone's got to work. Everyone's got to get paid. Jackie Sandler genuinely does not. But like, you know, all these people who take on roles in these Rob Schne- in these, I guess, it they're, feels they're, like are they doing it? Okay, are they doing it for the check or are they doing it out of obligation to Rob Schneider? That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Because this, this role felt like a family barbecue kind of agreement. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, Jackie, we'll get you on the show. Okay. Yeah, then, like remember you got that shoot on Tuesday. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that happens, eh? Yeah. I mean, you're here as a result of one of those sort of Faustian bargains, Joe. What do you mean? I'm I'm here because I like you guys. We, I was I think it was probably so. Was that the artist bar? Maybe, probably. Max, what's late at night? Few beers. We're all a few sheets to the wind. We go. <laughs> few hey, man. To the wind. I love that. Do you want to? Um, we were watching Rob Schneider's bad Netflix show for a podcast. You want to come on in? You're yeah, like, yeah, like, sure, absolutely. baby. I'll come nah, do what you guys do. You need to watch it. You fucker. Shame. But this was a really... This is the terrible thing. As much as we're, we're fucked up right now and downtrodden and we've explained all the bad things about this episode, this was among the greats. Wow. The true greats that we've seen so far. Because we got a little bit of um, uh, colouring in of 
Jamie's backstory, which I always, I just, I like to know what the fuck's going on. I, I like context. It's quite tragic. It's incredibly tragic. <laughs> yeah. There's two scenes separately where we try to fill in a bit more on Jamie. Number one, he's on a date and explains his family circumstances, mm. which is that. His mum walked out on him. Yeah. His mum left without him after mm-hmm. his dad cheated on his mum with the mum's sister. So his sister-in-law. Yeah, that's how that works. And, uh, and and then the other is the flashback sequence where Rob Schneider, his employer, attempts to kill him and his life flashes before his eyes and you just see a sequence of loneliness mm. play out. So, I mean, pathos be damned, but at least there's, you feel briefly something. Who, what, who is the mo- what was the motivating force in this episode? Who is, who is moving the story forward? Okay, who's, <laughs> who's the protagonist? Who's the antagonist? Is that what you're saying? So protagonist is someone... I reckon the protagonist is probably the wife. Yeah, Patricia. Patricia, Patricia or, Pat, or Patty. Patty. Yeah, because she wants to get her kid into school. Okay? And she wants the house to be exterminated. Yeah. She she creates all of the mo- the motive for action. She yep. also puts the idea of suicide on the table for Jamie. So she's not totally blameless. She says to Jamie, I'm amazed it's taken you this long to be suicidal. Yeah. That's the line. <laughs> That's the dialogue. It's fucked. And um, she swears a lot. She flips her lid at the start of this episode, which I actually enjoy because it's like, finally, Patty yeah, gets it. But also, Schneider's like an ap- like an absolutely present like antagonist, completely like going out of his way to cancel the spider extermination. Mm. Um, he keeps buying Civil War memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, Civil War and like you know Navajo necklaces and yeah. stuff like that. What's this? Oh, just let, finish that. Just let finish pa- that question. No, just let Patricia, you know, make a good life for them and their daughter. Do you know if he got out of the way, they'd be sitting pretty, eh? Absolutely. She, she's got to know that. Yeah. Like, if he keeps these behaviors have repeated themselves across what ten episodes now. Yeah. Well, she now f- you got to look at the motivation for the characters, right? Because mm-hmm. now you got to look at Patricia and what she got to do. And I reckon she's a little bit when they're having that when she was conversing with uh, Jamie on that couch. Yeah, there's a little bit of like, oh, maybe me and Jamie could hook up. So if I they did get a little sense, yeah, of that. yeah. And there was also yeah. a beat earlier than that when she's like, I was in the shower and I felt like someone was watching me, and we pull out door wide, and yeah, Jamie James looks like real whoop. guilty. Yeah, that yeah. rolled. That yeah. was a gent. Whoop. They landed the plane on that joke. <laughs> that was a real moment of comedy. Do you know what? No, but it's because it, they moved forward after no, but it's like, they not in the shower in the toilet. In the but toilet. it's not. It yeah. wasn't. Whoop. Yeah, it wasn't. The problem is, it's not maybe funny. It's like it's just successfully done. The the actual this the actual you're right the you're contents ab- of the joke aren't funny it's just they've, they've, that doesn't matter to me so, I just need the formula to be fulfilled so that's what I mean so the next move for this character especially Patricia and Jamie is to take care of Schneider oh shit sorry you're right um the next move is to take care of Schneider and get him out of the picture which we started so to it's going to be almost be like Rob versus them and that was another cool thing about this episode because every other episode of Real Rob involves Jamie getting um, intensely physically harmed and actually this is no exception he gets a almost oh. fatal spider bite yep. uh, which gives him a huge infection and, uh, and he cellulosis. Has a seizure. He has a seizure. Um, but, uh, but, but we almost kill Rob in this episode, which was thrilling to me. Yeah. In a sequence that lasted quite a long time, and I was happy for every second of it, where he is swimming around mm. to um, a, a, a quite a good version of Ave Maria while losing his oxygen trapped under a pool cover because he refused to pay the $400 to the plumber to replace the hand crank. Now, that's consequence. It was beautifully shot. 
Uh, it wasn't well acted, but the, the, the actual shooting itself was great. And it was just cool to know that there was briefly a possibility that Rob Schneider was going to die mm. in this episode. Mm. That was a, a nice treat. Well, yeah, it's like dangling, like, you know, when the antagonist is, like, you know, at his bad, at a bad, it's like dangling that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I reckon, yeah, Rob is definitely the antagonist. I would just, like, I would like for someone to be sick across two episodes. (laughs) Was in like... I like just like I would, I would like I would like when we start watching episode three I'd like Jamie to still have a spider bite yeah I'd like to I would like Patricia to say hey remember last time you fucking cancelled the exterminator I would like any mm. of the any of the thing that happens any in follow this. through there's yeah. no reason for this show to be episodic which it is and that everything is completely self contained like the Simpsons you you arrive back at the exact point you started yeah. at. There's no reason for that because this is a show on Netflix and it's a series. It should be serialized where well, consequences Ro- do carry. Rob knows in the previous episode, the one before this, he watches Narcos and talks about how addictive the show. Like he knows the concept of shows <laughs> that keep you going, like yeah. they get you on the hook and you want to find out what happens. Yeah, and he just, you know, he flies in the face of that. It's fucking wild. Are we punching down and reviewing this show, Stu? Punching down? No. Why no not? Because they have so much cash doesn't matter it doesn't matter they've done their thing you know what i mean it's like making fun of boomers oh don't be ages but they've had their thing you know what i mean like stop holding onto the cliff that is <laughs> at like the future you know what i mean just drop down you've had your moment let us sit in the sun for a while you know what i mean and we're not punching down no way schneider's had a quite a successful career making questionable questionably good comedy so, of course, it needs to be questioned, especially at this stage in his career it's like frank sinatra when he was like doing music and they're like oh his last album sucks yeah, sure. You know what I mean? He's already done his breadth of work. So, yeah, make fun of it. <laughs> Beautiful. Happy to hear it. <laughs> Very on board. Because um, it absolves us of all guilt, mainly. Well, yeah. And who cares? If Schneider pulls you up and you... Say we got, say all of us go to Hollywood and go, oh, there's a podcast where you bagged out Rob Schneider's... I've talked to him once. Really? I interviewed him on the radio. Oh, really? Yeah. And? Weird fucking dude. Really? He's very into Buddhism. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is surprising because that's supposed to give you balance. I know. Perspective. And he's so materialistic. Exactly. It's a a recurring gag in the show, though. It's like he's he's into the ideas of things, but he only reads half the information. Like he hasn't absorbed it. He was planning his uh, and he was he he used he mapped a gag in this show about vaccinations, but with spiders. She's like, all of the neighbours have had their houses exterminated. So we don't need to. And He's using hu- herd wow. immunity to protect himself, but he doesn't have to put the chemicals inside his house. And that is a, ge- a genuine have. application of his attitude towards vaccinations. <laughs> oh my God, it gets deep. Yeah, he's, 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 he's all right. <laughs> I'd have him over for dinner. Just so I could be one of the few people to have a meal with Rob Schneider and say, hey, I watched all of your Netflix series. <laughs> I think we're, we're pretty much done here. Stu's got a, a fabulous podcast. Well, I haven't listened to it yet, so I can't call it fabulous. But okay. The concept is fabulous. Thank you. Do you want to just talk about that? I'm a conceptual uh, com- comedian, I yeah. guess. <laughs> the, joke, the jokes don't need to be funny. They just need to be a good premise. <laughs> yeah. um, tell us what it is and where people can find it, Stu. Um, it's called After Dinner with the Dolmans, um, and it's available on Spotify, iTunes, and internet, and I think SoundCloud as well. But um, yeah, After Dinner with the Dolmans, and it's just me and my mum chatting after dinner. It's so nice. It's lovely. I love it. That sounds fantastic. Your mum seems like a real character too. I met yeah. her at your show. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I love my mum. She's funny. We're awesome. very close. 
Fantastic. Mm. Uh, I'd just like to leave the episode uh, with a quote from the show, which is, thanks for driving all the way from Santa Barbara, Kyle. Uh, but in this instance, it would be from Brunswick Stew. Yes. Thank you. Hey. Thanks for having me, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.